Hello and welcome to our latest episode of Stump Mike, our IPL special post-match or post-matches, I should say, because we're just done with our first round of double-header weekend fixtures. I have with me Gaurav Sundaraman. Gaurav, uh, how are you feeling the fatigue yet? No, not yet. Uh, but it's been um, pretty exciting. I think the last time we met was around the same time, last time we spoke and... Uh, uh, it was pretty even Stevens and even now it's not too, uh, I wouldn't say it's not too so one-sided. It's been pretty competitive and it's been a lot of fun. Though I think we've been, uh, there's no Tivatia this week for sure. <laughs> Every time now a batsman has been batting or struggling, they all the commentators have started using Tivatia as an adjective now. Will he do a Tivatia? Nice, nice. That, that's that's good to hear. Good for Raul Tivatia as well. Uh, along with uh, Gaurav as well on Stump Mike is Debai and Sen. Debai, how has your weekend been? Yeah, pretty good. I don't think I've watched this much IPL for a long, long time. Not since I've maybe last worked as a broadcaster back in 2015 or so. But yeah, quite exciting. Uh, but unlike Gaurav, there's a little bit of fatigue setting in, in that sometimes I just mix up players. And it probably happens with a lot of our listeners as well because you've seen a lot of, you know, Chris Jordan in other teams' colours and suddenly when you see him getting pasting, getting a pasting for Kings Eleven Punjab, you just begin to wonder, wasn't he just in RCB jersey the other day? <laughs> and we're not even into the uh, mid-season yet. We still have a, a week to go before all teams play seven years. Yeah, by, so. that, by that time, my brain tends to get fried. So, yeah, it'll be very it's, difficult. I think it's uh, the case with everybody. The in two levels are very high. The first... Uh, 10 days and then it again comes back towards the end when RCB have to beat uh, four teams and some other team has to beat some other team for RCB to qualify. That's when it gets very exciting. Awesome. So that's why we're speaking today is because the early stages are probably over and we're just entering that mid-phase of the IPL during the month of October and each team has played either four or five matches. So what we'll do today is instead of focusing on one game, Gaurav and Deban, we'll go team by team and I would want you all to grade each team on a scale of A to F. Now, you can put your markers on the scale as you wish. But from A to F, you all will have to grade each team. Probably talk about their strengths and weaknesses and what they need to do to reach the playoff phases. So, how we'll do this is we'll start from the team that's right on top. And we'll start with the Mumbai Indians. Gaurav, you keep saying this. Mumbai know how to win matches. They plan more meticulously than any other team for each game. They did lose their opener, which which is understandable, to the Chennai Super Kings. They also lost a super over to RCB, of course. But like 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 you said, I mean, I have the faith that Mumbai will make the playoffs for sure. Yeah, so they have a very tried and tested formula which has been working for them. And before we even get to Mumbai, one trivia for both of you. Do you know which bowler has conceded the most sixes in this IPL so far? Jaspreet Bumrah. Yes. That is 2020 for you, as in the year 2020, not the <laughs> format 2020. <laughs> so, Jaspreet Bumrah has conceded the most sixes and that is um, pretty surprising. And in spite of that, Mumbai are topping the table and you would always think that MI depends on one particular player, which is Bumrah's there and that's such a big asset, but that's not the case this time. So, uh, which makes the uh, which makes it very interesting and like I said, they don't depend on uh, that one player. So, there are a couple of teams which don't depend on any player. Imagine taking out ABD for a couple of games for the RCB or imagine taking out Andre Russell from KKR, right? Suddenly, you'll think that uh, it's weak and Bubba has effectively, yeah, he's done well a couple of matches, but he's really got smashed the other uh, my, uh, other games. 
so they managed to do it without that and they have a tried and tested formula which they've been using for now over 5 years since 2015 i've been like religiously following them and they've been like always having these two fast bowlers one 140 plus bowler they have a, they identify some good leg spinner some talent they have a core of hardik polad rohit how much ever we beg on twitter how much ever we put on uh, uh, all our friends groups and that polar and hardik they should bat up polar should face more ball this has been happening since 2013 nothing seems to like affect them in any way and they continue to do what they do and they find success so when we saw the opening two matches thebain there was always this call of mumbai need to get ishan kishan into that batting lineup and they have done so and he came in he performed exceedingly well and now now it seems like they're it's it's a perfect position to be in at this stage yeah and uh, he's actually making up for a slightly patchy start to the season for suryakumar yadav so that's been a good cover for them and uh, yes gorav did mention that mumbai aren't you know reliant on any uh, singular individual but i think one player who makes a huge difference to that team is the man that he mentioned kyron polard he is if you think about it three players rolled into one you know just a fearsome factor with the bat capable of rolling his arm over as he did today in sharja which came in handy for them and he's probably one of the best fielders in this entire ipl so he just ex- exemplifies how solid that whole unit is and yeah they have you know covered every base pretty much and we were talking earlier last week about our anticipation about seeing mumbai indians how they go at sharja and today they put in a very professional performance i mean it wasn't sunrisers hyderabad at their best but you get the impression that mumbai indians would have had some plan or the other even for some of the other better teams i think the only two teams which have shown that they can adapt immediately to sharja which will probably be the biggest test for every team have been uh, mumbai and delhi and in that sense i think both these teams are probably the only ones at this stage who will probably get an a uh, would gorav agree with me yeah i think absolutely they both have a, and they both good bowling units and like you uh, like the band said look at that kagiso rabada and nokie and here you have james patinson who i don't think anybody even thought would make the ipl and he he bowled so well in sharja especially to the likes of david warner and you have a trent bolt so both teams have a very very similar uh, kind of bowling structure and bowling plan so uh, that helps so ponting's captaincy in delhi and uh, uh rohit's captaincy in uh, uh bombay so you can see how uh, clear both uh, uh, have been and uh, don't forget at one point ponting uh, was in mi and rohit recently said that in an interview that ponting was his uh, mentor and he taught him how to be a captain and stuff and yeah jokes apart but yeah ponting is literally captaining that team from uh, the outside Yeah yeah and okay so both of you all have given Mumbai Indians an A you have also given the next team in the table an A as well which are the Delhi Capitals they're the most exciting team at least i feel that i i love watching every Delhi Capitals game and Gaurav you spoke about Ponting so we'll continue that thread how much of an influence or how impressed have you been with Shreyas Iyer during this tournament so far so it's very hard uh, to judge from uh, being uh, watching the match on television about uh, the inputs uh, how much Shreyas Iyer actually uh things on the field how dynamic he is i think one thing he's very good at is following stuff uh, i think he doesn't come up with his own plans dynamically randomly making a bowling changes etc i think they have a plan and he sticks by it and i am sure there are like hazaar messages which goes out to him after each over which we don't see unfortunately so uh, uh i still don't know how to judge as i as a captain to be honest i i, I would like to see him maybe be more independent or or maybe it's just my perception that ponting is the guy running the show but 
it just feels like correctly bringing on the right bowlers it's so uh, literally predictable that uh, i can do i can predict with the way uh, delhi are t- making their moves and that doesn't come from that comes from experience which i think ponting is bringing to the table so if 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 it's actually shares i is uh, thinking then amazing kudos to him but if it's it's like following 90% of ponting instructions which is great you know that also is very rare especially in a game like cricket where i've always told you that captain is the boss but if a captain is actually following a manager or coach uh, uh, input like football uh, then it's it augurs well so uh, i'm happy so i can't judge anything from the outside on shares i but his team is doing well so kudos to them Yeah, yeah, and with the bat, Shreyas Iyer has come good a few times. Prithvi Shaw has done well also, Devayan. But every time we mention Rishabh Pant's name, there, there, there is a certain reaction on social media that that he he gets. What has been your uh, analysis of Rishabh Pant so far? And because we want him to do well, like every time he comes to a crease, there is that sense of excitement. Whether he's actually de- delivered or whether he's trying to change the way he plays the game. It still remains to be seen. Today is Shapan's uh, uh, birthday, guys. <laughs> yeah, let's let's spare the birthday boy because uh, I think he cops a lot of unfair criticism from time to time. I think uh, he is genuinely a match winner. He is genuinely the kind of batsman who can change games, and his game is uh, based on a sense of thrill and adventure, which will lead to a lot of you know premature downfalls. But when he gets going, then he'll win you matches. So that is something that I'm sure Delhi Capitals have understood. and in all the season he's proven that to be the case that he's come but is he playing it too safe debayan is he playing it too safe currently it's it's probably also part of the evolution and of also part of uh, the strategy that the delhi capitals have thought for this season because they have somebody like shimron hetmyer as well who can take a few risks in that middle order they've got marcus toynis so i'm sure there's some thinking going on behind the way that he's been playing but even so i'm not sure about the exact numbers but he's played some uh, meaningful knocks Uh, the one that he played in Sharjah uh, against Kolkata Knight Riders was a critical innings. He came in at a time when they needed some quick runs. He provided them momentum, and he pretty much uh, sort of uh, tried to provide momentum, got out in the process, and that's all that you can expect from him. And from a team perspective, I think he br- brings a lot more to the table. He's a chirpy guy behind the wicket. There were some hilarious reactions on the stump mic yesterday, and I think that's that's the way that uh, you've got to try and look at it. I think the most notable one was when Andre Russell came on to bat. and amit mishra was bowling and he kept literally pleading and imploring in hindi he kept uh, telling you know amit mishra that please get this guy out please please just get one <laughs> ball good ball and get this guy out so those are the kind of things which can lift fielding sides as well so that that's a huge uh, role he plays i think in many ways he is pretty much the backbone of that capitals team hmm. so you all have given delhi capitals an a before we leave the franchise aside gaurav shall we give kagiso rabada an a plus there was the super over he is the joint wicket taker in in the ipl so far with with eight currently i think except those few balls to morgan it 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 does seem like rabada is in a league of his own yes uh, rabada's uh, i think the speed at which he bowls uh, genuinely i think a lot of players find it extremely hard uh, i think from what i heard recently he's very quick to the air which is uh, very very hard for players to pick and yes he's been outstanding he's been uh, bowling um, under uh, uh, pressure and yes uh, the odd match in sharjah i think uh, rasel bowled uh, extremely well in sharjah so you never know who bowls well uh, well in sharjah so leaving that aside i think rabada has been outstanding but uh, i think even anrik nokke has been uh, as good as rabada maybe he just slips under the radar a bit but uh, he is extremely good 
Okay, so now we move on from Delhi Capitals to the team that lying that's lying third in the table. And surprise, surprise, Devan, it's the Royal Challengers Bangalore who have won uh, three out of their four games. And they are third with equal on points, of course, with the top two as well. So effectively, it's just by net run rate where they had that bad defeat to the Kings eleven Punjab that they are third. How impressed and how surprised have you been with RCB so far this season? So impressed, yes. Not too surprised because I, I kind of had a feeling that they would have a good season because if you look at it through the seasons, what's also happened is Virat Kohli has typically come into the IPL uh, physically and mentally exhausted from a long you know season of international cricket, playing for India, leading India, so many things on his mind. Whereas this time around, because of the pandemic, there's been a huge break. Uh, there's been some good you know positive news on the personal front for him. So he's come in a lot more relaxed, I think, and that is showing. And Perhaps uh, detrimentally so to begin with, but uh, the beginnings that we saw from him in the match against uh, Rajasthan Royals, I think that will spur him on into some action. I still think they are not quite there. I, I don't think they are at the same level as Mumbai and Delhi, which is why I'm probably going to give them either an A- minus or a B, whatever grade <laughs> works there. Okay, okay but, so, so uh, then what's what's missing? If you're saying that they're not there yet, what yeah. is currently missing in RCB? I think still, I don't know if they've still found their best combination. They've... Uh, to be fair to them, they have tried to be a little bit more experimental this time, you know, bringing in somebody like Isuro Udana, uh, Udana and uh, using a lot more spin in the power play as well as even in the, you know, death overs as we've seen in recent times. So maybe that's Virat Kohli just moving away from some of the conventions that he's typically followed as T20 captain. I would still like to see uh, and judge them once they've played in Sharjah. They're the only team which hasn't played there yet. So apart from that, they've looked good, they've looked ad- adaptable, but they've still been a little bit inconsistent. So I would say that they're probably about 60% to 70% there as a playoff team. Hmm. The young player in the tournament so far in the early stages, Gaurav, has to be Devdat Padikal. You spoke about him, of course, on our preview show and he- heading into the IPL. He's the first player to score three fifties in his first four uh, I- IPL games. I mean, this guy has just taken the bull by the horns. Yeah, and not many people know that he was actually part of the team last entire last season. It's not like he was picked in the auction this year and other play, other teams missed out. So he's been around and he knows uh, his role and he's been playing his role uh, perfectly. Um, see, the biggest difference is he carries on. Uh, Patrick Patel used to get out uh, correctly in the 6th or 7th over, whereas Devdat Padikal is playing his role perfectly. He's batting, he scored 350s, he's staying that lien. Uh, very impressive. Uh, and uh, yeah... Uh, he might be found out. Uh, uh, people will start making plans for him. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, he tackles uh, all these things. But so far, he's been very stylish. Reminds me of a lot of these uh, uh, 90s stylish players. In fact, uh, Sadagopan Ramesh uh, from uh, Tamil Nadu used to have this stylish uh, uh, leg glances and flicks. And he reminds me a little bit of him, not fully, but yeah. Um, He's pretty exciting to watch, and what and the biggest thing for him, boost for him is uh, he's playing for the captain of the Indian team, and that will play a huge role in his career. So, um, Shikhar Dhawan, guys like Shikhar Dhawan, has to be a bit on their toes now, considering this guy is uh, uh, very close to a national call-up if he continues this. And if Sadagopan Ramesh's uh, career trajectory is anything to go by, Padikal has a good film career to look look forward to as well once once he's done with playing cricket. So that's good there. Gaurav, your grade for RCB? Uh, I agree uh, uh, almost to everything what Debayan said, especially regarding Kohli. And what I also like, I don't know how many of you are following their digital uh, side of uh, RCB and it's simply amazing. It shows the culture and the kind of stuff they're doing off-field uh, off activities. Uh, 
I think generally this year they've been planning way before from September or August 2019 the planning started they've created a structure they've been slightly more intelligent in the auction they've reduced reduced the dependency on Kohli and ABD and for our listeners in the first three matches which they won you had two man of the match awards from Chahel and one um, was I think uh, ABD so uh, that gives you uh, lot of confidence for the team like uh, RCB who usually relies so much on ABD and Kohli which is not the case this year they've had two very good opening stands a lot of things which never used to work for them have worked and they won um, and two matches which they would have lost in any other season the SRH game and uh, the MI game both games are not the kind of games they win early on and that must have given them a lot of confidence. Beating Mumbai in a super over with Jaspreet Bumrah, all that plays a big role in the confidence. So, yeah, if can I give them an A? I'm happy to give them an A. But, uh, yeah, I think I should give them an A. Very rarely do they top the table uh, early on. And they've done most things right, Karthik. I don't see uh, too many flaws yet. Yes, their death bowling has to be has been on and off. But, come on, man. Uh, everybody, Punjab's going at 16 runs per over and Chennai are so-called best death bowling unit this year. So, <laughs> let's give it up for RCB. Yeah, let's give it up for RCB. And you mentioned Chahel, so I want one word on him as well because he has been extremely impressive, uh, Gaurav, uh, during the start of the season at least. On current form, is he a better leg spinner in the T20 format than Rashid Khan? Oh, man, that's a tough comparison. I think both are extremely... See, Rashid Khan, the problem is people just play him out. That's why he's not on the wickets tally. People just play. In spite of that, he's got a 3 for I think two... Uh, yeah, one 3 for and one zero for 12. So, uh, people just play him out. Pollard's playing a friend foot defense at in, the, in, what, 17th over against Rashid Khan. That's how scared they are of them. And... Uh, even the game against Chennai, I think I was starting with Deba and I kept telling them they are not going to even remotely look to hit uh, Rashid Khan away in spite of Dhoni having the skill. So, uh, it's hard to compare but Chahal did mention that uh, moving away from Chinnaswamy has really helped the fact that he's able to bowl flighted deliveries. Uh, all the shots which people generally hit against him usually go for sixes are actually going into the boundary for the catch. So, uh, yeah, Chahal's, uh, Chahal's be very important especially in grounds uh, in like Abu Dhabi and Dubai. I think Chahal's role is much more. So, um, yeah, maybe purple cap this time. Yeah, okay, so let's then move on to the team that's fourth in the table currently, Devan, and that's the Kolkata Knight Riders. Now, I, they're fourth, so they're in a playoff spot, but I'm looking at my notes that I've written for KKR, and everything seems to have something negative about it, like Narayan opening is not working, the captaincy is a bit iffy from Dinesh Karthik, the batting order, that's all out of whack, according to most people. Yeah, they've been sort of uh, hot and cold, so, which is why they are the perfect IPL team in that sense. I think they will be one of those teams which will be in the fight for a fourth playoff spot, maybe, you know, come the last week or so. Uh, maybe a B for that uh, matter, because they've struck a few things right. Shubman Gill at the top of the order has been a good move. He's brought in a little bit of consistency as well. The way that they've handled, uh, even before this IPL itself, uh, the young fast bowlers, Mavi and Nagar Koti, and they have sort of repaid that with their performances. But, of course, there's a lot of inexperience there. So, we are seeing that as well reflected. And I think Gaurav only passed me the stat uh, during the last DC KKR game that uh, Pat Cummins and, or rather, I think it was Rajesh who passed me a note that Pat Cummins in his two matches so far, uh, when he's gone for runs, in seven overs, he's given 98 runs. And in the other match, he's picked up two wickets and he's given just 32 in seven overs. So, uh, complete, you know, Jekyll and Hyde performance from their most bankable 
foreign player. Uh, but they've still got a few big guns up, up their sleeves. Uh, Oin Morgan is uh, showing a little bit of form, of course, for them. Andre Russell still hasn't come to the party. And imagine if he gets going, you know. I think it was a positive move to send him up as high as they did in Sharjah against Delhi. But the asking rate probably got to him, which is why he had to take that kind of a risk against Rabada. But one of these days, he's definitely going to get a few shots of the middle of the blade. And uh, then no stadium is too big for him. And uh, KKR will have to depend on a few of those you know, single-handed match-winning performances to get back in contention. At the moment, it's looking a little bit difficult for them because some of the other teams below them are catching up. KKR playing CSK next, Debayan. I hope your words on Andre Russell does not come to that day. <laughs> uh, luckily, they're not playing in Sharjah anyway. So, uh, yeah. So, one thing I appreciate about KKR is they've got their 11. According to me, they've got their 11 right. They've got a great balance. They have eight bowling options. Um, uh, leave out Tripathi because he came in only uh, for Sharjah I'm guessing so if you play Kuldeep there you have 8 uh, bowling options which is amazing for the captain you have some gun fielders and you have 5 what there were 5 Indian uncapped players who played for KKR and they're still backing them and they're doing well so that's not very easy uh, what KKR have managed is uh, not very easy they are going to blow hot and cold uh, because that's the nature of their lineup. Um, I would have wanted them to win the Sharjah games because their team is ideally suited for that. They can't afford to lose the games in Sharjah because uh, that is the pitch perfect for that kind of a team. So they did lose that. So maybe that's a concern for me. They have to manage to win the next two in Sharjah. And um, yeah, so it's difficult to judge them because they haven't done too many things wrong according to me. Okay, Gaurav, so let let me interrupt you there. So if you're saying that their 11 is probably the best 11 that they could put on the field. Would Dinesh Karthik's batting form improve if you hand the captain Syrians over to Owen Morgan? I don't think so because he's been the captain uh, over the last two seasons and they've done very well. In fact, he's played as a finisher. He's played very well. I think the role definition for Dinesh Karthik has been slightly unclear from whatever I understand. And KKR, the team, not that they're blindly dependent on the captain who makes the decisions. I'm sure Dinesh Karthik, Brendan McCullum and Owen Morgan sit together and they make all these decisions together. And DK might be the captain, but I'm sure everything is planned. A lot of things they do is planned from the outside. So bowling changes, for example, T20 has come to such a stage that almost 70, 60% of the game you can kind of plan before. And then 40% you come in and play according to situation. You know who's going to bowl when this uh, batsman is coming. Even we, we kind of predict that nowadays pretty more accurate than what we were before. So my point is Dinesh Karthik's batting performance is kind of influencing others to comment on his captaincy. I think they've done everything right. Um, I still believe that he he needs to bat. He has to split Morgan and Russell. And I think that's a very, very fair strategy. Something which we ask Mumbai Indians to do. But when it comes to KKR, we want them to all bat together. So I don't uh, really understand that. Um, so I think everything is going okay. Uh, he is splitting Russell and uh, Morgan, which is, just think from a bowler's, uh, bowling captain's point of view. The moment Russell comes, you bring in your best uh, bowler. By chance, Russell doesn't get out. You've actually uh, got done with two of your, uh, you you played out two of the best overs of their best bowler. And then you have Morgan coming in the end and attacking whoever uh, they are the weaker bowlers, right? Just think of it from that angle. Not many teams apart from Mumbai and KKR do not have these two billion hitters. So that's what I believe in and that's what I think it's right. Uh, so DK's captaincy is slightly overanalyzed uh, because you have a Morgan there. Until last year, you didn't have a Morgan there. So all, everybody didn't speak about it. Now you have Morgan. Suddenly Morgan becomes great and Morgan scored only in Sharjah. He did struggle a lot in Abu Dhabi and Dubai. So we need to give Morgan also some time to see if he's really uh, peaked his... Uh, uh, English form back to uh, this place. So, 
I think KKR they're thereabouts. That's fine. They've lost what they've lost to Mumbai and they have lost to Delhi. So as long as you're losing to teams above you, uh, or playoff teams, you're still okay, Karthik. Only if you start losing to uh, teams which are not doing so well, it becomes a problem. Kings eleven. Okay, so they. <laughs> so Devan went with uh, B for Kolkata Knight Riders. Gaurav, in one letter, what would you grade? Them? Yeah, I think I would also uh, give them a B. Okay, so it's a B for uh, Kolkata Knight Riders across the board. And let's go to the team that's fifth currently in the IPL 2020 table. And that's the Rajasthan Royals. They've played four games. They've won two. They've lost two, Devan. And they've had the story of the season so far in Rahul Tewatia. Yes, so a week ago, obviously, I would have given them an A. But now it's been downgraded to a B. Because they've just been, I think, found out a little bit. Sharjah was clearly suiting them a bit more. Uh, even the Tevatya innings, uh, really, they should have gone on to lose that match. They had no business winning it. I think the odds were strictly and firmly against them. But just one of those miraculous things which happen in sport. And I think Kings XI Punjab, in a way, contributed to their own downfall, the way that they bowled towards the end of that match. But since we've moved on to bigger grounds, we've seen that Rajasthan Royals have just not been able to find that right combination in every uh, sphere. Obviously, Robin Uthappa's lack of form has been a huge talking point. I think we've talked a lot about it uh, within our organization itself. Uh, but more crucially, I think uh, Ben Stokes coming in, hopefully that will make some difference for them. So I'll, I'll just wait to see how he fits in into the scheme of things uh, before I pass judgment on how they turn out to be. At the moment, they are just struggling again for form. And uh, that's the thing in these tournaments that, uh, you know, the odd loss can also lead to a habit. So you don't want to get into the bad habit of losing from here on. Rajasthan, of course, won their first two games, but then went on to lose the next two to KKR and RCB. Gaurav, what do you make of Stephen Smith just swinging his bat at almost everything when he's opening the batting? Yeah, I don't know what that strategy is. It feels so unlike Steve Smith. He can just play his natural game and they need him to play his natural game considering they have Josh Butler at the other end. So, uh, uh, to be honest, yeah, I really don't know. Maybe it's something, uh, one, once it was against Pat Cummins, maybe it's some internal battle they have or something. I'm not too sure. Uh, yeah, it just feels a bit weird. And uh, along the same lines, but I would actually give uh, Rajasthan Oils a much lower grade, uh, to be honest. I I feel that they are, they are eighth in my uh, ranking as of now, uh, when you look at the eight teams. So whatever that ranking is, C or D, whatever that is. The reason being, uh, even before the start of the tournament, I... I, I I didn't feel that they were a playoffs team. I thought uh, they were lucky to get the two wins they got. And they started playing in Charger. So before CSK could uh, blink an eye, they kind of got a win uh, over there. And Chennai playing so badly, they still managed to come 15 runs short of them. And uh, Punjab, like Debayan said, I think Punjab lost it more than Rajasthan won it. And they have some tough games coming up. They play Mumbai next and uh, they could easily be uh, four losses by the end of this week. And then by the time Stokes comes in, you remember he's coming in from such a big break and he's not played for a long time. And it's not easy. We've seen guys like Kohli, Dhoni, all of them struggling. And he's coming from New Zealand to uh, UAE, which is like completely different conditions as well. So I don't know. Uh, maybe we should have a mute me episode, Karthik, on whether Ben Stokes is really important or not again. But yeah... But yeah, for me, Ara is uh, is that C, C minus, whatever you want to call that. Okay, okay. And listener, if you didn't get that reference, you can go check out Mute Me on ESPNCrickInfo.com. That was an episode in particular that Gaurav was talking about where it was me, him and another regular of the pod, Shashank on it as well. Gaurav, we'll stay with you for the team that's next in the table, that's sixth in the table. It's the Chennai Super Kings who have, of course, come up to sixth after their victory today. Uh, and, okay, so... 
let me just hand the mic over to you. What do you make of Chennai Super Kings so far? You've seen them for five games now. To be honest, today was a big surprise, but they've really not been good. They have not uh, been the CSK of uh, CSK of what we know because they generally don't go behind in the beginning of the tournament. Having said that, uh, obviously these are very very different circumstances. Uh, they have a very very experienced squad, but they have a very very uh, weak squad in terms of outfielding and in terms of uh, fitness, etc. So they are finding it hard. And one thing which is positive is they found a good combination. We've been asking them to play six bowlers for a long time, and first two games they didn't. I think even first three games they didn't, and only the last two games they've started playing the uh, six bowler combination with Bravo in, etc. So um, it's been good. They have taken some uh, good decisions. Uh, uh, not many teams will drop Josh Hazelwood after the kind of performance he did uh, against uh, at Delhi. Uh, I think yeah, against Delhi, Josh bowled very well, but they've dropped him. They're backing on his two and guy. So things are looking good, but you know, having followed CSK so much, I don't expect a good water innings for another four or five matches. He's done his part, so we need other people to perform. Jadav, I have no idea what his role is yet in this team. So, uh, but Dhoni is looking good. Dhoni uh, is looking good. So there is that a couple of Dhoni masterclasses which will give them two wins somewhere. So, yeah, they're okay. I wouldn't. They uh, still have a lot of work to do. And your grade is B minus. B minus. B minus by Gaurav Sundaraman for Chennai Super Kings. Of course, I heard two things today, Deba, and, and this was one of it was told to me by our colleague Kostup Kumar, who said that Chennai is like Teflon. I mean, you can accuse them of being bad, but they're going to come good. And they did come good today. And then there was this message I got from a friend where he says that, okay, Kartik, this is the stage where Chennai go on their seven-match unbeaten run. I don't see the latter happening. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, because, yeah, uh, pretty much in agreement with what Gaurav says. But I would perhaps just upgrade them a little bit more. I'd say it, it has been more of a B season for them. I think even their performance against Sunrisers Hyderabad had a few positives. It was one of their better performances. It was just a freakish spell of play which took the game away from them. Sunrisers Hyderabad had really no business getting up as high as they did once they had the kind of horror start they had. Um, Chennai Super Kings, yes, a little tardy in fielding, but you would expect that with a team which has so many uh, elderly cricketers out in the middle. Uh, but they've got their combination right, as Gaurav said. Uh, Bravo coming in gives them a little bit of balance as well, gives them an additional option. And to tell you the uh, honest truth, today when they, the match was wrapped up and I saw the whole batting card, it just struck me that their batting actually doesn't have a lot of depth. We say about them theoretically batting till 11, but that's not going to win you a lot of games. Um, it's, I mean, the formula to beat Chennai Super Kings is quite simple, really, and which is what a lot of teams have cracked, including Sunrisers Hyderabad. Pick a few wickets early and this team is under pressure. Then they'll find that whole you know, required run rate mount up to a point where it'll become virtually impossible. And of course, after that, there'll be a few heroic hits. They'll come close. But I think that will be the template of most of their games. So um, I, it's still a bit iffy for, for uh, me. But Chennai Super Kings are probably going to be one of those teams which I mentioned, which will be fighting for that fourth spot. But yeah, as of now, after tonight's performance, I'm encouraged to give them a peek. Okay, okay. And we'll leave Chennai with one more word from Gaurav. Gaurav, you had mentioned earlier on this podcast that Chennai are the best death polling side in, in the IPL. And I, and I know we said that a bit flippantly, but let's take that, that stat seriously. Is that something that they can actually work on and use to their advantage moving forward? Yeah, and actually, uh, 
I know I told it jokingly considering the fact that Punjab have gone for 16 and all that but and most teams have gone but uh, see I I think I mentioned this in our preview pod or one of the earlier pods Dhoni is a bowler's captain and Dhoni when he when the bowling comes together a uh, lot of things fall in place for him and even in all the matches even the Rajasthan game not many of them will remember the start was pathetic but they bought uh, it what what seemed like 250 came down to 190 till the 19th over and then if not for that uh, 25 run over from Jofra Archer they were chasing only at 200 so Dhoni knows what lengths to bowl how to bring it back even the game against SRH it looked like 130 140 and then suddenly uh, 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 free innings um, and they lost momentum so the thing is if the bowling comes good um, dhoni will figure out a way to make sure that they don't concede 80 of the last five and stuff so he just needs to figure out and now they played with third match in a row in dubai and all that matters they played the first three matches in three different venues and now he kind of slowly figured out and remember they're the first team to win uh, chasing in dubai so uh, yeah they've got something right Okay, so we'll move on. We'll stay with you, Gaurav, as we move on to the next team, which is seventh in the table, and that's the Sunrisers, Hyderabad. Uh, am I am I being too harsh on them when I say that I have no confidence in in SRH, and especially I don't know the extent of Mubi's injury, but it doesn't seem like a side that may even fight for the playoffs. No, you're not, and I think I I am with you on that, Karthik. I agree. And again, before the uh, in the preview pod, I didn't have them as a playoff team. I felt that they and RR will be the bottom two. I somehow still stick to that. They did beat Chennai and they beat um, which was yeah, they beat Delhi. That was a surprise to me. But both they have a template, Karthik. So if people move away from that template, they have a good chance uh, of failing. The fact is, they want to bat first. They want to put up a score and they back their bowling to defend that. And without Bhuvi, that becomes even more harder. They don't have yes, T Natarajan is there. Yes, he's been amazing. we need to speak about him for at least we need to have a separate pod about him if required but i think yeah natarajan's been outstanding but barring natarajan and rashid khan the other three are really not someone uh, are not bowlers whom teams will be really afraid of so even natarajan for that matter if he doesn't get his yorker right he's not a bowler whom uh, teams are going to play out if you get what i mean so uh, so yeah and again middle order yes they did well one match but samad looks really good Uh, but otherwise the dependency on warner kane and basto is still pretty high and this means nabi is not going to get a game and they do have a lot of problems with these team selection so if the pitches get slower then nabi may still not get a game because if you drop kane then suddenly that batting order becomes again a bit iffy so yeah i am with you on that uh, srh need to string some wins quickly if they have a chance to make the playoffs the next 3 or 4 games they should win at least uh, 75% of those and your grade is oh man this grade's getting a bit confusing now so <laughs> i like to give it give them also a b minus okay a b minus from srh from uh, gorab and listen now if you haven't you obviously have heard about tina trajan but If you want to learn more about him, there's an excellent video on ESPNCricketInfo.com as well. SRH official channel has put out a video. I think it was today or yesterday also about the backstory of Natarajan. So go check that out. Dubai and SRH, where do they lack? Is that like Gaurav said? Is that dependency on their top order way too much for the rest to handle? Yes, and uh, today's game in Sharjah was a classic case of that because I thought they did pretty well with the ball to restrict a team like Mumbai Indians to the lowest total batting first this season. was no mean achievement and uh, they bowled some pretty uh, sensible and impressive stuff especially at the death the likes of natrajan even the others who came on and bowled sandeep sharma had a pretty decent game 
nailing some of those yorkers but uh, i think one of the other problem for them is that david warner is a terrible form i mean today was a classic example he just couldn't hit the ball off the square he, i know he hit a couple of sixes i think but uh, we've seen already that the the real currency of playing in sharja is dealing in sixes and if you can't clear the boundary enough number of times there's no way that you're going to chase down i mean even today maybe something like 180 170 would have been difficult considering the kind of form that uh, warner was showing inexperienced middle order they came good of course in the match against uh, csk but that won't ha- happen every time because these guys are also low in experience abhishek sharma today looked a little out of his depth tried to go- look for those big shots but just couldn't get those going so yeah lo- too many gaps to fill and i think gaurav hit the nail on the head that uh, crucial player like mohammad nami not getting a game that's unfortunate but that's the way that their team is composed uh, they they are a little top heavy and they can't afford to obviously drop rashid khan so Uh, with with all those restrictions it's going to be very difficult for them and the more they keep playing quality opposition the more i think they'll get found out and that's that's probably the only worry for them i'll give them probably a c or maybe even a d the way warner has bailed them out over the last three seasons three or four four seasons and the one season where kane uh, kane had a great season it shows um, basically how how one player has to score for at least two or three people for that team to qualify Uh, so warner's form is too important and i hope uh, kartik you do remember the warner jinx which i mentioned in the preview pod uh, time to wait for another two matches and then bring that out because i did tell that if warner is likely to fail this year oh i hope he listens to this podcast got <laughs> up <laughs> okay so we leave sunrisers there and we'll go to the last team in the table currently and I just have no idea Deban how are Kings 11 Punjab last I mean they lost to a freak Tevatia innings they lost a super over in a match that they should have won in regulation time when Mayank Agarwal played pretty well how how is the side last on the table they've just got two points yeah well but i think uh, this sunday's performance against csk just gave you a glimpse of why they're last on the table because they seem a little confused about their own you know best 11 their best combination their best strategy um it's it's fine that most teams have one you know winning the toss and batting first but when you're playing this csk side probably your best chance actually is to pressurize them early with the ball uh in spite of that they chose to bat first they had a semi decent start but kl rahul for some uh, reason which was again a huge topic of discussion within all our uh, colleagues he just uh, seemed to drop anchor quite literally and just refused to budge that only works out when you work when you play through the 20 overs but once he got dismissed after that they were left a little sort of stranded without anybody to push them on in the final few overs um some positives in the sense nicolas puran getting some runs which helped glen maxwell has been awful and when they were fielding i think uh, kl rahul just forgot that maxwell also bowls a little bit of off spin and he can be quite handy sometimes so Uh, I just think the, the wheels are coming off at the moment for Kings Eleven Punjab. Maybe that uh, that that loss against Tevatia and Rajasthan Royals was a little bit of a turning point in terms of their mental strength, because they've just not been the same team since. I don't know if Gaurav agrees with that. But before we go to Gaurav, though, Devan, I'll stay with you because I want more on on KL Rahul. You know the debate we had it on our office channels today as well. Whether he's playing too much of an anchor, if if there is such a thing as well. Where where do you stand on that? Should KL Rahul look for boundaries because we know we know for a fact and we were discussing this in fact i think in our first stump mike post match ipl edition that is kl rahul india's best t20 batsman we were ranking him above kohli and rohit as well so how has it reached a stage now where we're questioning 
not just KL Rahul's captaincy, but his batting or more particularly his style of batting as well? I, I don't think there's too many questions about his batting or his style of batting. I think it's more the strategy, which uh, in all likelihood is something that the team has chosen to go with. They, they probably have decided that he's the best player to drop anchor and to play through the 20 overs. Have somebody else go hard at the top, which we've seen coming from Mayanka Garwal. Uh, let's not forget that they did a really good job against Rajasthan Royals. They rattled up a huge total, 223 or so. And it was, uh, at that point, something which looked like it could turn out to be a winning total. But it's their bowling which has really been the weak point. And again, that was in evidence today. I don't know if they know what, what their best bowling combination is. Bringing in uh, somebody like Harpreet Prar was a little bit of a left-of-field suggestion. Uh, that didn't work out because while he bowled with a big heart, but he just didn't get any purchase, got you know thrashed a lot by Shane Watson in particular. Uh, Pav Duplessis also taking some runs of him. Chris Jordan has looked completely out of his depth, but to be fair, he probably you know deserved a little bit more of a go after that, just, uh, just the first match. So they are a little uh, muddled in their head about their thinking, I think. Jimmy Nisham, what role to play for him? Maybe he was the kind of player who could have played a floating uh, sort of a pinch hitter role, uh, you know, promoted up to three or something. Uh, Mandeep Singh has come into the 11, which is probably a welcome change. So we'll, we'll have to see how they bounce back from this defeat. But after this, it's going to be quite difficult for them to come back into this because, uh, you know, most of the other teams are playing slightly more consistent brand of cricket. But for them, since that first couple of matches, I don't think we've seen one really good performance. Gaurav, do you concur? Not really, uh, in the sense that uh, I did have Kings Eleven as a playoffs team uh, before the tournament. I think they've had two very close losses. They've done a lot of things right. Um, they've been better than a lot of other teams in terms of selections. Except, see, yes, Debayan is right. Chris Jordan, they picked him for the first game. They could have continued with him for a couple of games. But I think their problem start, started more with the kind of resources they have. The moment you have two middle-order overseas batsmen, that's too much of a luxury uh, to have for a team, considering that they don't have death bowling, which is a primary uh, skill which is required. They don't have anybody. Jordan is the one they earmarked for, but he's not been doing well. And to have Puran and Maxwell, who's out of form, is I don't think is uh, is the right choice. Because of that, they're not playing Mujib. And Mujib is a big loss, according to me. I think they have to... So, so that's exactly what I was going to ask you. I mean, I was going to ask you, where is Chris Gale? But the more important question is, where is Mujibur Rahman yeah. in, in this level? I think he will. It's high time they bring him because he brings some stability. Just look at this. Mujib and Cottrell are amazing in the power play. They do very well. Cottrell's been very good in the power play. And Shami's also been good. So within the three of them, they can like bowl the first seven or eight over. And then you have Bishnoi to tackle the middle and then have a specialist dead bowler in Jordan and just back him. You don't have a choice. That's the kind of resources you have. So back a guy like Jordan or bring an Indian like Ishan Porel and just ask him to bowl those yorkers like what Natarajan does or uh, uh, Sandeep Sharma de- does. So they need to have these clear roles. Right now, they... they that is the problem. And it's not the kind and they they removed the Karun, they removed Karuna and got in Mandeep. So the batting also is now perfect. Um, I think they've made some right calls in terms of uh, strategies. And I like Debayan said, two matches they scored about 200. Even against RCB, they did manage, I think, close to 200, uh, if not more than that. So uh, they, you can't really fault their batting um, uh, as much as uh, the problem is with their bowling. Uh, so I still think they'll come back. They'll make some right calls. They have a good team. Uh, they just need, with the limited resources they have, they've done very well. And they just need to just, yeah, maybe give more balls to Maxwell, maybe ask Rahul to go a bit. Uh, with the kind of bowling they have, they need to get 200 every game. 
I actually had them fourth, which is I think a B. I had Punjab B because they've lost two really close games, and like you said, they they had no business losing those two. They should have been three, two right now, and that's what happens. And remember, the last two IPL seasons at the halfway stage, they were six one and five two ahead respectively, and they still didn't make the playoffs. Maybe this year it's the reversal. So, Gaurav, let me ask you: If you are then suggesting bringing in Mujib, and you still have Cottrell, and uh, you still have Jordan as well for the test. So you're definitely going to drop Maxwell then, I suppose? Or yes, that's what I would do. And that's where uh, I'll drop Maxwell. And that's where in the auction, the buy-in, a lot of people don't realize by paying a, such a huge sum for the player, you know, the perception for the coach and other people is to just play him. Like uh, a guy like Lockie Ferguson, who I believe is better than Pat Cummins, is sitting out because you paid 15 crores for Pat Cummins. So now that's where, uh, take a team like Mumbai, they don't have these really expensive buys which they buy. So you don't have this problem. So, uh, sometimes, you know, you need to leave that price tag away and start playing uh, Muji because I think this team, with you have Rahul, you have Satraj, you have Mandeep, you have, they have a pretty good Indian core. And you don't, and if Rahul's going to bat deep, then you don't need Maxwell there. So, start playing, don't play the reputation anymore and start playing Muji. That's what I would do, Debayan. And Debayan, you're great for Kings Eleven. Yeah, so um, just based on tonight's performance, I would downgrade them to a C. But yes, apart from that, I would say on the whole, they've been a B or maybe even an A-. minus. Okay, so those are our eight teams, eight IPL 2020 teams so far this season. It's Mumbai, of course, who head the table and Kings Eleven Punjab, who are bottom. I want one more word from the both of y'all. And we all know the moment of the season has been Rahul Tewatiya. Let's just, let's just get that out of the way. But the one player across franchises who has impressed the two of you? Gaurav, you first. I think it has to be Devdat Padikar. I think, uh, you know, it's not easy to come in with so much hype and expectation and actually perform. You know, that's very uh, rare. Both Abdul Samad also, I have to mention, I know he's not really done the performances like Devdat Padikar, but just the look of him and the fact that he's willing to take on a guy like Bumrah and hit him for such a big six... uh, I just feel that Samad and uh, Devdat Padikal have really impressed me. And um, yeah, especially in RCB, after seeing Pathu Padel for, uh, for so many years, I just find uh, Padikal very refreshing and I really enjoyed watching him back. Anyone hearing this podcast will think you have something against Parthik. Parthiv, Not really. I just want to change, you know. It's been 13 years. Matt Rola was six years when Pathu Padel was opening. He can't still be opening. <laughs> It's brilliant to see that Parthiv is still part of the squad. I didn't know that, actually. When I saw him Mm. giving high-fives after one of the games, I realized that he's still part of the team. Yeah, that's pretty outstanding. And Deban, now you've had a minute or so to think about your answer. So, you can't give Padikal as your choice of standout player so far. Who are you going with? So, I would go with Ravi Bishnoi. I think Ravi Bishnoi has impressed me quite a bit. Um, You know, Big Heart loves to come in and... uh, very enthusiastic. We saw even today, even when things were completely going against uh, his team, he kept running in, he kept uh, almost invariably beating the batsman, had a couple of decent shouts as well, wanted a couple of LBWs in his favour. I think came close once when they didn't, uh, when they opted not to take the, the referral early on. Otherwise, he could have had Duplessis wicket and maybe the match could have turned out to be different. So, yeah, that's good to see. There are a lot of young Indian bowlers who have been making a good impression. Uh, I know the commentators have been talking a lot about the uh, faster bowlers, but if you see the spin cupboard for India is a little bare at the moment, so it's always encouraging to see a good spinner come in and you know bowl with a big heart. That's lovely. That's lovely to if, hear. Karthik, if I had to ask you, 
name one moment in the last two weeks which you really enjoyed or one moment of the IPL so far. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 tough. Which one would that I be? Yeah, I don't know. I I kind of like Parikal, but Tewate was 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 freak. Yeah, I mean it's so freak that 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 you just can't forget it. I would I would probably say the moment I appreciated the most was Kagiso Rabada's super over. Nice. I mean to restrict them to two was out outstanding. I mean we can we can ask why Mayank was not sent into pad. He was probably tired, etc., etc. But that super over is. You can tell why KG Rabada is rated as arguably the best bowler across formats currently. And on similar lines, I think the moment, in a sense, you know, the 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 agony and ecstasy of sport was highlighted by Ishan Kishan holding out at 99, because that would have been the game and match right there. They wouldn't have needed the super over, but that's that's just sport. That's what it makes us do. And he, he almost cleared the boundary. He went for the long boundary. He nearly cleared it, but just hold out. So that was a classic match as well. Yeah, just that some crazy things have been happening in this IPL, and yeah, I don't know. We're not even halfway stage, and people are scoring eighty, ninety runs. Nowadays, the match is really never over till it's over. So it's pretty crazy. I wonder how the next few uh, matches are going to be. Yeah, it's going to be fun, and we at Stump Mike are going to cover most of the games post post match, of course. Gaurav and Deba, and thank you so much. We're just entering the mid phase of the IPL, and like the old cliche goes. Teams can't win the IPL currently, but they sure can lose it if they don't do well. So we'll see you again very soon. Thank you so much for joining us this evening.